Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. Hey, social media, how are you? It's Mitch Robbins back with another episode of the MedTech Talent Lab. And as you can obviously see, I'm flying solo today. Adam Sapi is enjoying a much-deserved vacation this week. Uh, but normally he is here as my co-host. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, we work at an organization called the Anthony Michael Group. It's a search firm in the medical technology space where we work on the technical side of the business. So we help companies in medical device, digital health, and diagnostics organizations to build best-in-class teams in areas like regulatory affairs, quality, engineering, et cetera, while simultaneously helping the candidates move their careers forward. Also simultaneously to this live edition of the podcast, we are here each and every Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. We also run the recorded version of the show where we interview leaders straight from the industry on all things related to talent. You could check out the podcast, the MedTech Talent Lab, on just about any platform where you consume your podcast content. We've got a lot of great guests that we've already had onto the show and a lot coming up in the pipeline that I'm very excited to bring to you. today. We're going to jump in and I'm going to try and give you as much value as quickly as possible as it relates to tough interview questions. And let's face it, uh, not every interview question is treated equally. There are some that uh, seem to be a piece of cake and there are some that are truly, really tough. And if you're not prepared for them, they could trip you up on the spot and we don't want that for you. So today we're going to dig into some of the questions that I think could be a little bit tough based on my own opinion and uh, give you some exact scripting and some philosophies or theories behind these scripts that I'm going to give you. So let's jump right in. I'm going to bring up the uh, uh, LinkedIn live show on my phone because I can't see the notifications on this platform for some reason that I'm using. So I'm going to uh, pull that up so that if you have any questions or comments, feel free to, to throw them in. I'll try to answer your questions here as always live on the show. Um, if you got any comments, we'd love to hear that. And then also, if you're enjoying the content uh, that we bring to you each week, please do give some social media love, meaning like and or share this because we want, we're trying to uh, bring this value to as many of your colleagues in MedTech as we possibly can. So with that said, let's jump in. I'm going to give you the first question and then tell you uh, my thoughts behind a strong answer. So the first one is, and by the way, I've got all these notes here for you. So if you see me looking down, it's because I'm either checking your comments or I'm uh, reading my notes for you. First question is, why are you interested in our organization? Why do you want to work here? Where I see Candace go wrong, and I've been doing this for 14 years, uh, the job of a headhunter, where I see Candace go wrong is that they immediately focus on what's in it for them, meaning, oh, the, this uh, job, you know, I read the job description, it's right in line with my experience, and I think this would be a great fit. Or, you know, especially before all this remote work started to take off, it used to be, oh, the location's great, you know, my family want to move closer to our other family, it'd be awesome to be here. And they talk about everything that's in it for them without talking about specifics about that company. Why that company? What is it about this organization that you have taken the time to do some due diligence on? What resonates with you, whether it's the organization's mission? For example, we work with 
medtech clients who are changing the way patient care is handled on a daily basis. Like this is affecting outcomes for thousands of people, right? One of the companies we help helps with early cancer detection. How crazy is that if that impacts you uh, directly? Maybe you had a family member who was going through cancer and had it, got from, you know, had it been caught earlier on, you know, the outcome of their life could have changed. Whatever it may be, what is it about the organization? What is it about the leadership team that you know? What is it about the, the culture of the company that you've researched? What is it about that specific company as to why you want to work there? Hopefully that helped. I'm going to move on to question uh, number two that could trip you up. Tell me about a time you made a mistake. How did you handle it? Now, the more that you can be vulnerable, the more value you're going to demonstrate with this question. What I mean by that is take the time ahead of anticipating this question to think about a business mistake where you went wrong. What was the mistake? Why did it happen? Okay. So it's not only important to call out a business mistake that happened, but it's just as important to call out the fact that you owned it. And what did you do as a result of the mistake to never happen again? right? So what was the mistake? Take ownership for the mistake and talk about the solution you put in place to make sure that that particular mistake never happens again. That's how I would answer that question. If you agree, disagree, let me know in the comments. This is by far one of the toughest interview questions that, that I'm about to tell you about if you're not prepared. And there's a lot of terrible advice out there about how to handle it. We're talking about, tell me about your greatest weakness. What is your greatest weakness? Just as easy as it is for the interviewer or the interview team to ask you about your strengths, you can be sure that a lot of interview panels are going to bring up this question. What is your greatest weakness? Now, the terrible advice. The terrible advice is to take a positive and to spin it into a negative. I'm a, you know, I, I'm a perfectionist or I, uh, I, I take on too much work and I, I put too much pressure on myself and you know, I'm a workaholic and I need to balance my time. Guys, hiring managers and the rest of the interview panel are going to see right through that. And it's really not much of substance because everybody's prepared for that type of canned answer. And it really doesn't give any insight into your overall candidacy and who you are as a person. So really, truly take the time to have a well thought out answer to this that's going to be different from any other candidate they're going to interview. And I'm going to give you the formula that you can use moving forward. What you want to do is you want to state what the weakness is. Okay, it's a three-step formula. State what the weakness is. State what you're doing about combating this weakness of yours. What are you doing about it proactively? And what have been the results since you've implemented this ongoing solution to combat your weakness? So I'm going to give you an example. It's not the best example, but I think it illustrates what I'm telling you with regards to this three-step formula. For example, let's say you're interviewing for a senior regulatory affairs specialist role, and the position's responsibility includes writing and, and um, both EU and FDA submissions. And you don't have that much EU experience, but you have heavy FDA experience. So in theory, as a part of this role that you're interviewing for, EU submission experience is one of your weaknesses. You could say, you know, one of my opportunities for improvement is EU submissions. My previous experiences uh, have primarily been related to FDA regulatory work. And that said, Here's where, what are we doing about it? I've gone to my boss and I've asked for opportunities that lend itself themselves to more exposure to these types of submissions. She's agreed to bring me on in an upcoming project. I've also taken initiative and been reading weekly on as many of the MDR updates as I can to learn as much as possible on my own. As a result, here's the third part of the formula. I feel much more comfortable with understanding these regulations than I did even just a few months ago. 
I'm proactive and therefore I'm confident in my ability to learn quickly and ask for help when I don't know something. Now, who can fault you for stating what you believe is a weakness, what you're doing about it, uh, and what the results are since you've implemented this type of solution? I'm really curious, those that are watching live, feel free to chime in. Let me know, is this helpful? Does this make sense to you? Do you disagree for some reason? Love to hear what you think. And if you don't want to chime in live here on the show with a comment, always feel free to DM me with your thoughts or questions. So again, just to reiterate that when you're asked about your greatest weakness, use this three-step formula. State what your weakness is, state what you're doing about it, about combating the weakness, and explain what have been the most recent results as a result of the solution you're putting in place. The next question that can come up is, what has been your negative management experience? Meaning, what negative experiences have you had with your own previous supervisors. I don't care if you're a director reporting to a VP or a VP reporting to the C-suite or you're a specialist reporting into a manager. What has been some of the negative experiences you've had with management? So here's a couple of things that you can think about. First is, it sounds may sound like common sense, but you cannot believe the feedback I've gotten over the years as far as what people actually do say in the interview. Don't talk negatively. Don't speak to character. Oh, the guy, you know, I've worked for a real jerk or, oh man, I just, did not get along with my boss. But you want to stay away from that. You want to be constructive as to what were the experiences that in hindsight you wish would have been better. Because it's going to give insight as to how you can be led more effectively in this new role. One of the answers could be, I wish I got more professional feedback even when I did solicit it myself. It was surface level and I had to, and had I attained more tangible feedback, I probably would have grown faster. What you're saying right there is you're somebody who is continuously trying to develop yourself. You went to your previous boss you sought the feedback, you didn't get enough tangible feedback that you would have hoped for. And as a result, you probably could have grown faster had you had that feedback. I tend to be at my best when given responsibility and accountability for delivering results and leveraging leadership primarily for mentorship and or support when it comes to resources. But in some previous roles, I felt a bit stifled because my strategic input wasn't asked for or because it was more micromanagement against my daily tasks. Here, what you're doing is you're giving insight as to how you perform best. I perform best when I'm giving my responsibility. I, we put together a plan and I'm going to execute on that plan. And I'm going to look to you for mentorship and or for resources. Where I don't thrive as much is when I'm stifled or micromanaged on a daily basis against my daily tasks. So not only are you talking about an experience that you've had, but you're giving insight as to how you thrive and how you can be led most effectively. Thanks, Monir. Yes, I, he says he agrees. Never talk bad about your previous colleagues or boss. Yeah, it just doesn't bode well. I mean, it, it don't take this as an opportunity, as a time to vent about frustrations, right? You want to keep this constructive. You want to talk about the professional aspect of it, what you learned, what you would do differently, the insights that you've gathered, how you've grown professionally as well. Here's the next question that is sure to be thrown at you. And I started the conversation with the question, why this organization? Now let's turn it around and say, why should we hire you? Okay, this is a really intricate question that seems simple on the surface, but really has multiple components to it. Let me explain. A lot of times people dig in and they answer this question without gaining enough insight from the interview process to effectively answer this question. It's not just because, oh, I'm a hard worker. I've got the best worth ethic out of the entire Canada pool. I don't give up. I ask questions. I'm a team player. I'm dynamic. I'm going to go get whatever it may be, right? Yeah, all well and good, but everybody and their brother who's interviewing for the job is going to say the exact same thing. So let's dig into some tangible elements that you can utilize moving forward the next time you get this question. 
It depends when the question is asked of you. Is it asked at the beginning of the process or is it asked at the end of the process? Because it, that really is critical based on the insights I'm going to give you right now. So if it's asked at the beginning, what I would recommend is using the understanding that you can't sell against something if you don't know what you're selling against. And so I would say something like this, to be honest, you know, hey, Mitch, why should we hire you? Well, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure yet. Let me ask you a few questions so that I can ensure that I actually would be the right one for the job. And then you go into asking, what would you identify as the two or three critical priorities that you're hoping this person can come in and tackle right away? Now, once you understand where the, the quote unquote pain is, or what they're, why are they hiring this person? And really within 90 days and within a year, what would they hope? How would they hope that the role or the department or the organization would look different for them to have the confidence that they hired the right person? Once you start to understand this, now you can sell back. Because again, you can't sell what you don't, you can't sell against what you don't know, right? So again, if it's at the beginning when they ask you this, I wouldn't answer this question just yet. I would do more fact finding. What are the two or three critical priorities you're hoping this person could come and address right away? And then you could talk about relevant experience that you've had against those priorities. How would the department, the function, the organization look different a year from now for you to have the confidence you hired the right person? And then you can start to unravel why you would be the right person. Now, if they ask you this question, why should we hire you at the end of the process? Here's how I would do this. I would recap what you've learned. I would say, to answer that question, let me recap what I think is true and make sure we're on the same page. From what I understand, the top priorities are X, Y, and Z. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And you need somebody who's going to come in, uh, who's going to integrate into the team quickly. Somebody's going to work, you know, partner with this department and this department to do X, Y, and Z. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I'm a proponent of the belief that previous success and experience helps indicate future success. Would you agree, Mr. or Miss so-and-so? Well, yeah, of course. Okay, great. So over the last number of years and over the course of my previous experiences, I've been able to do X, Y, and Z, which I'm sure my references would be happy to attest to as well. I'm excited about working with you and with XYZ Company because of, and then you name the reasons that, you, all the reasons you're excited and you want this job. At the end of the day, whether you think I'm the right fit certainly lies within your court, but I definitely love the opportunity to prove you're right if you decide on the one. So what you're doing is you are re, you're basically recapping what you've learned throughout the process. What are the priorities? What do they need help with? And where do they see the company going based on this person's help? You're then reinforcing that you have that experience and, and going back through some of the experiences that you've had that pertain to those priorities. And then you're lightening the load and you're making it a, a non-salesy, non-pressure situation by saying, ultimately, this is your choice, but absolutely, I want this job. Here's why I want this job. My reference will, says, will back me up. And I do believe that if you take a chance on me, I'm going to prove you right. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about that type of answer to why should we hire you? Let me know your thoughts. I, I really uh, am curious to get your, get your thoughts on, on how I'm articulating this to you. The next and final question that I'm going to address for you today when it comes to tackling tough interview questions is what is something you didn't like about your last job? Now, again, this goes back to what are some of the negative experiences you've had with management in the past? You've really got to be careful to not make this personal, okay? You know, there was never coffee in the break room. <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding with you. Or my, the point is you don't want to make it personal and you want to make it tangible enough for the hiring team to see, you know what, this person's got a good head on their shoulders. They're well thought out. They've prepared um, and they're being honest and vulnerable. And so 
Again, no complaining, but focusing more so on the professional element. I wish I was able to work on more EU submissions and learn uh, the Latin America region when it comes to regulatory registrations. I didn't have that opportunity because my role was solely focused on FDA. Or I wish we were able to have more flexibility in terms of working remote versus being in the office, especially if you know that this job is offering 100% remote. So again, focusing on the professional elements that you wish, you know, in hindsight were different, or if there were certain things that you could have affected a state, what the piece was that you didn't like and what you were trying to do about it when you were there. Lana says, I had, I have an interview later today. This could have not come at a better time. Can I list from, oh, great. Yeah. Thanks, Monier. So, uh, Lana, when, uh, uh, when I wrap up here, the live replay should be live right there on LinkedIn for you. You can also feel free to shoot me a message if you got any uh, last minute questions before your interview. And uh, I tell you what, I'll do you one better. I have a 10 minute prep video that I can send to you if you drop me. Uh, actually, you and I were first connection, so I will throw a link to you over there and, and hope that it helps you. But that is a recap. I should say a cap on the show for today. Again, we are here just about each and every Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, the MedTech Talent Lab Live Edition, talking about all things talent related. If you have questions related to your own MedTech career trajectory, or you have uh, questions about an urgent and critical search as it relates to regulatory affairs or quality, engineering, Adam and I and the rest of our team would be happy to speak with you and help even if we don't end up working together. And then finally, make sure to check out the MedTech Talent Lab podcast wherever you consume podcast content and learn uh, right along some of the most, some of the finest leaders we've had the opportunity to meet in the industry who have been gracious enough to be guests on the show with several others lined up in the pipeline. I'm going to wait around for a minute to see if there's any other questions uh, and then we will wrap up for the week. All right, guys, looks like we are good to go. So have a great rest of your week. Adam will be back with me uh, next Wednesday. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.